This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. The show is coming out a couple days late. Your girl has been moving. As you guys know, we closed on our house. So then we had to do some renovating to the house and then, um, of course, pack up and then move and then unpack. So I've really been focused on just making our new house a home and just making sure that it's comfortable. Of course, you know, I was up and through this thing, praying before the, the what are they called? The contractors even came. I'm in the house, touching the walls, anointing the doorposts, praying and pleading the blood over this place so that everybody who comes into this house will feel God's presence. I don't take that stuff lightly. So I'm up in this joint going ham, speaking in tongues and just really setting the atmosphere for the home. Um, but yeah, Monday, I really wanted to get a head start on getting our house together. I was going to put the show out actually yesterday, but we had a family emergency. My grandfather isn't doing too well. So we, um, so I had to go and see him and spend some time with my family. And so here we are, the show had to wait, you know, my first ministry is my household. So I have to make sure my household is in order. And then of course I had to be there for my family during this time. So here we are, we still want to get it done though, because I still have an obligation to serve you guys. And as I was thinking about what was going on or what this show was going to be about, I was reminded of a live stream that I did for the old society, the old Blessed and Ball Stuff Society on Martha and Mary. And I thought, because it's really been like anxiety and, and, and my desire for God's people to have peace and peace of mind has really been like heavy on my mind. And so as I was just trying to come up with like what we were going to talk about and how to really break that down and really explain to you guys how to kind of get out of our overbearing, overthinking ways, I was th- brought back to the Bible study we did on Martha and Mary. So I pulled that audio. And so that's going to be today's episode. But before we get into that, I really wanted to just share about the fast. As you guys know, if you listened to the show last week, Kavai and I 
talked and so we introduced the society that she and I are doing together and that we were going to be doing with the society a 21 day fast from social media and you guys I am just in awe the fast is closed but I really wanted to just come on here and share because one of my biggest revelations that I've gotten over the last few days is that this is what ministry is about y'all we have hundreds of people from all over that of, of millennial people who are fasting from social media, something that is so consuming to a lot of our lives are coming together and fasting from social media. We're praying every single morning. We're only three days in and we got testimonies coming in. Someone uh, whose blessing for their house had been held up and um, they had just been going through escrow for the longest and so they finally got their clear to close someone else got their credit score increased significantly because something got removed from their credit report that wasn't even supposed to get removed until later we have people that are getting delivered from stuff like y'all it is so many miracle signs and wonders happening I'm just constantly 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 in awe and ugly crying because this is what ministry is about and the other day I was in the car I'm in Target looking for just some stuff for the house and I'm sitting in the car and I'm just like God what is going on because I'm just such in awe of what he is doing in everybody's lives who's attached to this and God just began to share with me how pleased he is and not just with um, a Kavaya and I for putting this together, but for with all of his daughters for being obedient to to joining the fast, to being obedient daily from not being on social media, and he's just and most of all the unity. Like this is what the body of Christ is supposed to look like unity, and so I'm just sitting there like God, this is amazing, and I wanted to come on here and share this with you guys because there are a lot of you who are called. God is calling you in an area that is ministry, right? And we may be afraid of it. If you didn't grow up in church, you may be afraid of the word ministry. I know for me personally, I was very afraid of the word ministry. I didn't want nobody to be telling me I'm in ministry, calling me minister. Tate. Like I don't, that was just not it for like, I'm like, that's not what I want to do. But a lot of us, God are, is tugging on us and calling uh, on us. And I'm, I'm sharing with you guys a bit of the testimonies and what's happening because these things are happening simply as a result of obedience. And um, this morning on our prayer call, God led me to really pray over those who are called, but have been muzzled for some reason. Like it may be because people who are more stuck in traditional man-made religion rules may say, oh, because you're a woman, you can't speak the miracles of God or because you're not married and you can't speak because you need to have a man that's going to validate you or serve or a man that's going to teach you or whatever. Or there may be people who may feel like my past is, is too messed up. I'm I've done too much in my life for God to possibly be able to use me. And all of these things are lies from the enemy. And so I wanted to come on here on this podcast and talk about this and share these things with you, because there are some of you guys who are listening right now who have been muzzled as well. And God is calling you to speak. He's calling you to open your mouth and and share your story. He's calling you to just say yes to the call and he'll take it from there. He'll tell you what to do from there. And I'm using, I'm, again, I'm sharing with you guys what's happening in the fast because this is what God was showing me yesterday. I'm like, God, how could you have deemed me so worthy to put something like this together? Like, I don't, 
I never in a million years thought that this would be something that I would be doing. And, and what made it so, so much better is I was like, but God is easy. You know, and somebody was like, thank you for being obedient. You know, be obedient, obeying God isn't uh, always easy or I know obeying God can be hard. And I'm like, yo, this one was easy though. And I'm like, God, why is this so easy? And he was like, because it's supposed to be. Once you let go of whatever is holding you back, your insecurities, your fears and the lies and the things that the enemy is telling you to keep you stuck or to keep you quiet and muzzled. Once you let go of all of that and you just get used to saying yes to me, it becomes easy. And I was like, that makes so much sense because all Kavaya and I did was say yes to God, have a pure heart for his people and just do whatever he tells us to do. And so we opened up this platform to come together and God said fast from social media. So we said yes to that. And now things are happening in people's lives. Chains are being broken. People are walking out of lifestyles that that has kept them bound for so long. And it was, it was easy. It's been easy for me. I can't speak for Kavaya, but for me, it's been easy. And I believe that it's easy now to just do whatever God tells me to do because I, I've been doing it for so long. And so I, I, I tell you guys this because I believe it's some of you who are holding back or hesitant to doing what God has, is calling you to do and what he's tugging you to do. And the enemy keeps, it's like a tug of war, right? It's like God is on this one end, he's pulling you. And then the enemy is on his other end, seeing that you're getting ready to go with in the right direction. So he's trying to pull you back. And it's just this conflict. But I, I just wanted to come on here before I even play the recording to let you know, you have to choose God, say yes to God, continue to say yes to God. It will get easier. Eventually, there are still going to be some things he called you to do that's difficult. You know, I'm all, I'm waiting now. Like God gonna probably tell me to do something crazy and I'm be like, wow, really? I was, I'm cool. I like the easy one. The easy yes is better, but I'm okay with that. But the one thing I know is that the yeses have become easier. And as the yeses become easier and as I keep my heart pure, because one of my biggest prayers for myself is that I never want to get used to God's miracles. I don't want to be so blessed or be able to do such great things to where I'm no longer in awe of God. I think that's a dangerous place. And so what my prayer for myself constantly is God never let me get used to how amazing you are. And so looking and reading what's going on in this fast and seeing what's happening. And then God sharing with me that it does become that it feels so easy to do because of all of the yeses I've given before was just something that I felt that I needed to come on here to, to share. And I, I just wanted to encourage whomever may be in that place where, you know, God is calling you to open your mouth, but everything in you wants to keep it shut. Go ahead and do what God tells you to do. Say yes to God, go forth because it does get easier. And there, uh, as I always say, there are people's lives and things that are contingent on your uh, obedience. So I just wanted to come on here and, and just say that and, and pour into you guys in that way. So without further ado, let's get into this Martha and Mary study and that's it. Enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. You can take classes on content marketing, video editing, iPhone photography, cooking classes, interior design, literally, you name it, they got it on Skillshare. 
I personally had a VIP day the other day with a client where we were uh, developing her idea for her podcast and really just going over like the funnels and things in her business. And so one of the things that um, she wanted some help with was editing the show. But because VIP days are one day, we can go over it. But of course, we can't spend like the whole day on it. So I was able to use Skillshare to kind of point her to some classes on using apps like um, Audacity or Adobe Audition, which are used to edit podcasts. And so Skillshare came in handy uh, for her. And so I just love how whatever I need to learn about, I can find it on Skillshare. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering Blessed and Bossed Up listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash blessed. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash blessed to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. We're going to pray and then we will get right into today's topic. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity to gather with your people, God. Father, I don't take for granted the fact that you have entrusted me with your people, the fact that you have entrusted me to be a mouthpiece for you and to deliver your word to your people, Lord God. So Father, I humble myself right now so that you may be exalted through me, God. I want every word to come out of my mouth to be initiated by you. I want every breath I take to be breathed by you, Lord God. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way with this conversation, God. I don't care what my notes say. I surrender them all to you. We want your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord God. I surrender my agenda, my platform, my thoughts, my ideas so that you can use me and so that you can have your way. Only you know what everybody that is tuned in right now needs. And you also know um, everybody who hasn't, who isn't tuned in now, but is going to watch later. You know what they need as well, Lord God. So only you could use me in a way to speak in a way that touches every single person, God. So Father, I just thank you right now for what you're going to do. I thank you for the ability to use technology, God, to, to bring your people together, that we don't have to be in person to be able to commune together and, and uh, learn your word, God. So Father, I just thank you. I just thank you and, and I surrender to you so that you can have your way. Satan, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You shall not have no space on this live, no space in the life of the people who are watching this, whether now or later. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus and we command you to flee. We cancel any plans that you have for anybody who is watching this. We cancel any technical difficulties in the name of Jesus. And God, I, we just thank you and we ask that you have your way. In Jesus' name name amen okay well, tyra join us hey tyra thanks girl all right you guys so we're going to be talking about martha and mary and when god gave me this title or this topic i didn't really know where i was going to talk about it and like is this a podcast episode is this something for the society is this something I need to talk about on one of the stops of the tour, like what exactly is it? And he told me that I needed to come and talk to you guys about it. And it's so awesome because I finished watching the, um, what did I finish watching? The Bible study video, uh, Priscilla Shira's video. And um, 
a lot of the things that she was saying was right along with what I was going to be talking to you guys about. So I'm like, man, God is so good. And it's so amazing how he works that those things are lined up. And I didn't even like plan that in any type of way. So I'm excited to dive in about that uh, to give you guys some updates. Um, as you guys know, I was in between churches. I told you guys a story about how, um, my husband and I left our old church because God's presence was just not there. And we were fine trying to figure out like where exactly were we going to go. And um, so I found a church we haven't joined yet, but um, I believe that we are going to join. And I'm just waiting kind of like, one thing I learned about marriage is you can't like force your husband to do anything. So I'm just kind of waiting to see what he says. Like, so we're going to keep going, but then I'm going to keep praying that God speaks to him. So he could be like, Tatum, we joined it. And I could be like, bet I knew this a month ago, but I'll just wait for you. So I'm just waiting um, for God to push him to make the decision so that we can both join the church or whatever. But we went this past Sunday and it's crazy. Like, if there's one thing that I love is sitting in the presence of God. And it was so crazy because I, we went to this church for a Bible study before. And I was like, oh, okay, like, you know, he's really teaching the word here. Like, this is awesome. But I don't know, like, if this is a church I would join. Like, it's kind of older. It's a little bit more old school than I'm used to. I kind of like something a little bit more modern. It's a lot of old people in here, not too many young people in here. So I was kind of like, I don't know. And it wasn't until the other day I was on August 1st. So I fasted the last few days of July going into August. And um, I was on my way to my office and God was like, pull over and just go walk. So I was like, I mean, all right. So I'm out there in D.C. I live in D.C. and I, my office is in Northern Virginia. So it's only like 20 minutes away. So I was by like the monuments downtown. So I got out and walked by like the Jefferson Memorial or whatever. And it was like some water. It sounded like it's a good scene, but it's not because D.C. water is dirty. So it wasn't like that relaxing. But um, but I walked and um, God was just downloading so many things to me. And one of the things that he was sharing with me was just the importance of me just having word, the word put into me. And the word without the filter of somebody's opinion, without the perspective of anybody else, but really, really the word. And also it's important for me to be covered spiritually because of what, where God has me going. And so one of the things that I love about my journey is that I, because I didn't grow up in a church, I kind of learned everything like from, for myself. But the downside to that is there, I... I guess people could maybe try to manipulate me in a sense because I'm ignorant in certain areas as far as like religious structure or whatever is concerned. And God was really just showing me the importance of having a spiritual covering. And so even in that, so as we're walking and talking, he was like, go back to the church. And so um, I was, so my husband, I told him like, Hey, we're going to such and such on Sunday. So he was like, all right, cool. So we went, and man, it was just like, God, like, man, God's presence was so heavy. Like, and then I noticed about the pastor when he was preaching, it was all word. Like it wasn't a lot of like his, his own life stories or anything. And I'm not saying that stuff is bad, but remember what God told me that I need. So, um, 
he was, it was very, very scripture heavy and he um, backed up his points by more scripture. So literally during this whole sermon, I learned nothing about him. You know, you learn people's lives when they preach in any other time because they're using so much of their own stories and testimonies in their messaging. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for what I need in this season, it has to be very biblical based. And so I really, really enjoyed that. And God was just telling me that I all the stuff I'm worried about don't matter. Like all that needs to be modern. It doesn't matter. I need to be covered and I need to be filled with the word like never before because of where he's taking me. And so it was just, you know, it, it, I just felt so good the rest of the day. Like that was the first time. Well, usually on Sundays, I'll be frustrated because we were in between churches and I may have gone to a church that a lot of people suggested uh Maybe some of y'all or people who listen to the podcast suggest certain churches in this area to go to. And I get there and be like, y'all really think this is a this is a good place? What's going on? Like, so, so yeah, I just wanted to share that update with you guys. Uh, so I'm really, really excited about finally being able to be back in a church. Um okay, so let's talk about Martha and Mary. So take out your phones, your Bibles, wherever you read the word at, and go to Luke 10, 38 through 42. Luke 10, 38 through 42. It's really quick. Once you're there, type I'm here in the comments or something like that. So I know you guys have found it because I want you to read this with me. I don't want you to take my word for anything. Always double check everything. So I'm going to wait for y'all to type in the comments before I read it. If y'all are on the internet, y'all can literally Google it and it'll pop up and you go like read it online. Okay. Tyra says she's here. Who else is there? Oh, okay. Keith says she's live on her phone. All right. All right. You get a pass. Okay. So let's read verse 38. It says, as Jesus and the disciples continue on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, it doesn't seem un doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taking, taken away from her. So this is like a really, really quick story, but it's so powerful. And so to kind of summarize, what happened was Jesus was traveling and so he came to Martha and Mary's house to pretty much, well, Martha's house, Mary was her sister, to stay there. And so Martha was in the kitchen. She making sure the place was cool. She cooking all the food. She's setting the table. She's doing all of this work, 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 work. Because in her mind, she's serving serving Jesus in that way by doing all of this work. But Mary was like, oh my God, Jesus is here. I'm going to sit at his feet. 
And so Martha was mad at Mary because she like, hold on, sis, like you need to be in here helping me. I'm in here doing all this stuff. You just out there sitting around. And she's like, Jesus, like, what's good? You see her sitting right there. I'm laughing at my explanation of this, but Jesus was good. Like you see her just sitting right there. You can't tell her to get up and help me. And he was like, hold on. You worried about all this other stuff. She's figured it out. And so I, and so when I was praying before, like planning, like what we were going to talk about today, like the points and things like that, I asked God, like, okay, well, that's a pretty straightforward story to me, but what is it that you want your people to get from this? And he says that my people are doing everything but being obedient. The enemy has an advantage with them right now by making them think they need to do everything except for stay at my feet and just do as I say. It's okay to be Martha, but you have to be Mary first so that your work is precise and strategic and not all over the place. I'm going to read that again because that was deep. My people are doing everything but being obedient. My people are doing everything. They plan in all the business strategy. They work for every ministry at church. They volunteer for everything at their job. They're doing everything in their households because they think that that's what they got to do to be successful. That's what they got to do to serve me. But they're doing everything but being obedient. The enemy has an advantage with them right now by making them think that they need to do everything except stay at my feet and then do as I say. It's okay to be Martha. It's okay to be busy. It's okay to be working. It's okay to be involved in these things, but be merry first so that your work is precise and strategic and not all over the place. So I believe what God is saying here is there are a lot of us who are super duper busy, but there's a difference between being busy and being productive. A lot of us are on this hamster wheel of life, this hamster wheel of Christianity, this this hamster wheel of business, and we're not being precise. We're not being strategic. God is a God of strategy. He is a God of precision. He is a God of details. And so those are the things that we need to do. And so it's important. I'm not saying Martha's bad and Mary's good. I'm saying that you have to, there is a, an appropriate merging of the two. And more importantly, there's a, a order to the two. So you need to be Mary before you're Martha. You need to be at God's feet before you get to work. Because at his feet is where you're going to get the instruction, is where he's going to tell you what he wants to eat, is where he's going to tell you what kind of drink he likes, is when he's going to tell you yada, yada, yada. That's when he's going to tell you all of the instructions. So then when you get back up and you get to work, now you're working in a more strategic manner. Now you're starting to see the seeds that you're sowing sprout. Now you're starting to see the money come into your business. Now you're starting to see you and your husband get back on one accord. Now you're starting to see your children be more well-behaved. Now you're starting to see you getting bonuses at work because you're working at a different level of excellence. Now you're starting to see more listeners come to your podcast. Whatever it is, we have to stop We have to put things in the correct order. And to be real, I was Martha for a very long time. But it's also important to note that you can't, if you're married and you're always just praying, 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 and you're not doing anything, that's not going to work either. Like I said, it's not about being one or the other. It's about doing it in the right order. So let's take... um, 
Charlotte says trying to balance being both honestly that's real and I think that's something that we have to really really think about and it's something that you figure out by looking at like practically your day like practically your life how is your life set up have you created a lifestyle of being Martha or have you created a, a lifestyle of just being married so whichever one it is now how can you create a lifestyle to where you're doing both to where you're waking up early and you're praying or to where we talked about the, the watch hours of prayer. So to where you are on your post at the time that you need to be on your post. And then after whatever you get from prayer or whatever you get from your time with God, then you be Martha in that. This episode is brought to you by Warby Parker. Warby Parker was founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty goal to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point. Almost 1 billion people worldwide lack access to glasses. This means that 15% of the global population cannot effectively learn or work, which is crazy because glasses were invented 700 years ago. Warby Parker partners with nonprofits like Vision Spring to ensure that for every pair of glasses sold, a pair is distributed to someone in need. They believe that everybody has the right to see. Glasses start at $95, and that includes prescription lenses. Lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. Blue light filtering lenses are also now available. Warby Parker has an awesome free home try-on program. You order five pair of glasses, and you try them on for five days. There is no obligation to buy. It ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. If you guys follow me on Instagram or just see me out and about in person, then you know that I wear glasses most of the time. And so the try-on program was perfect for me. I was able to customize my search online by the frames that I know look best on my face. And in a few days, I had them to try on. They were all super cute with great quality. And even though they gave me five days, I probably needed more <laughs> to decide which ones I wanted to go with because they were all so amazing. And it was super easy to just use the label included to ship it back to them when I was finished. If you need help deciding on a frame, you can just take the quiz. You answer a few quick questions and they'll suggest some great looking glasses that are totally personalized to fit your face and style. And if you have an iPhone X, make sure you download the Warby Parker app where you can use their brand new virtual try-on that allows you to try on glasses, seeing the realistic color, texture, and size of each style using just your phone. Head to warbyparker.com blessed to order your free home try-ons today. Take the quiz to find the pair that is perfect for you and then order five pair of glasses and try them on for five days. There is no obligation to buy. Ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. Head to warbyparker.com slash blessed to order your free home try-ons today. Again, that's warbyparker.com slash blessed to order your free home try-ons today. Let's get back to the show. But what happens is when we are just so busy, 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 now we're doing things mindlessly. I remember... Um, Yesterday, as I was going to, my parents live in Waldorf, Maryland. If y'all familiar with the DMV area, Waldorf is far, okay? Like, and I, I live in the city, so it's like an hour for me. So the drive, I've never, I'm never trying to go to their house because it's too far. But as, as I was driving the, the journey of a thousand miles from their house to DC, where we were going to dinner, 
I was um, preoccupied because I was too busy. I don't know. I just had a bunch of stuff on my mind. So I'm on my phone and driving. Not supposed to be doing that, but I was on my phone driving. I'm being mindless at this point. I'm not paying attention. So it was only supposed to take me like 38 minutes to get to the restaurant. And so because I was so mindless as as to as I'm driving to get to this destination, I end up making a wrong turn or staying in a lane I was supposed to I wasn't supposed to be in. They had me take a wrong turn. That wrong turn took a 38 minute drive to over to now like an hour and 15 minutes. So now I'm late. The the route that I was supposed to be taking, had I been strategic, had I been paying attention to the GPS, had I been intentional about the directions and, and being obedient to the directions every step of the way, every different turn it told me to make, I would have got there early. But because I was operating without, I, I was operating so mindlessly now I done made my, I now I done got to the destination late. And so when I was sitting in traffic um, during this drive, God was like, that's what so many people do. You're not paying attention to the blueprint that I gave you. And so because of that, because you just doing your own thing, you in your own head trying to figure out what it is you're doing because you're thinking too much. Now you done, you done got to the destination that I had for you later. But if, if you would have listened to me and, and followed the instructions that I would have given you, then you would have gotten there early. You would have gotten that increase suddenly, that you would have gotten that promotion suddenly, that your business would have increased suddenly. But now because you didn't listen to me, Martha, because you thought that doing, doing what you thought was the right thing to do as opposed to where I told you to go or what I told you to do, now you're going to get there late. And so to me, that just as I'm sitting in traffic and talking to God, I'm like, dang, that's that is very powerful because that's so many of us. We get so busy and, and get into just doing whatever. And for me, I wasn't doing too much because I was driving, but I was just in my head. And so but because I was so in my head and not paying attention to what was going on or what I was supposed to be doing, I set myself up to be late. And and I and like I said, I think it's important for a lot of us to follow God's instructions, to not get into our own head, to not put ourselves on a hamster wheel, and to be to be both Mary and Martha in the right order. So be Mary first. Get on get on your face before God. Seek Him every day about what your GPS says. You know, seek Him every day about what your turn by turn directions are, but what He has for you, and then just obey. And it's so crazy when I told, when I did this, um, this, when, when I picked this Bible study, I didn't even know that she was going to talk about obedience first. Cause it's, the title of it is discerning the voice of God. So I, I just assumed like the first one was going to be something about like, um, the way God talks to people. I don't know. That's just what I figured. So when I cut it on and she was talking about obedience, I was like, wow, that's, you know, that's, that's it. What keeps a lot of us from hearing from God is the fact that we are not at his feet. And so I have three points that actually are three takeaways that I had from the video with Priscilla Shira. And if you have not watched it, as soon as we get off this video, go and watch that, that video and do the workbooks. If you don't have the workbook, it's really good. It has different writing prompts. So like 
this was the one for today where you like fill in different things and I was writing down like scriptures and taking notes but um but yeah so make sure you get this if you don't have it and then it has different activities for you to do every day every day so even though there's only one video um a week there's still daily prompts that you need to do in this workbook so make sure you get that um, but my points came directly from my takeaways from from that, because like I said, when I was watching it, it, I was so amazed at how this tied directly into what God wanted me to share with you. So point number one is if you didn't think you were God, you wouldn't you would let him be God. Let me say that again. If you didn't think you were God, you would let him be God. And I and when she said that, I hurried up and wrote it down in my little chicken scratch. But I was like. That's what keeps a lot of us from truly being obedient, from truly doing what God needs for us. Because Mary did what, what she needed to do, which was be at God's feet. And so Martha wasn't wrong, but she wasn't, that's not what she needed to be doing. She needed to be at the Lord's feet. And so for a lot of us, the reason why we're not at the Lord's feet and we're so busy is because we're thinking that we're God. The Bible says to be still and know that I'm God. And for me, whenever I get into my Martha mindset, when I get ahead of myself and I want to go, 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 work, 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 I, the way I reel my, myself back in is I got to be still and know that he's God. I got to be still and know that he's God. And I say this out, out loud to myself until I calm down. Like, be still and know that he's God. Be still and know that he's God. Be still and know that he's God. And eventually I just relax and be like, all right, forget it. Let me just go do something else you know, that I want to do, as opposed to trying to make things happen um, for us, for myself. So one thing I want you guys to ask yourselves and, and write this down. And so as you're praying and spending time with God, I really want you to pray about this and also ask yourself this question, where are you trying to be God in your life? Again, where are you trying to be God in your life? Because wherever that area is, that's what's keeping you from being Martha and not at God's feet like Mary was. Because you're trying to be the God in your life. And we're not set up like that. God is not our peer. He's not our equal. He His, his ways are above our ways. And I'll say that scripture with my next point. But we have to be still and know that he's God. I know for me... Um, one area I tried to be God in was the whole home buying process. So we decided last minute to try to buy a house, like maybe a couple months before the wedding. We woke up one day and I was like, why don't we just try to buy a house? And BJ was like, what? I was like, yeah, why don't we just try to, um, why don't we just try to buy a house? Like our lease about to be up. They about to be charging all types of, they, they I think the rent was going up like a thousand dollars. It was crazy. So, um, and what was crazy was we got into that place at like a much cheaper rate. That was a favor. We got into that rate. We was paying way less than everybody else in there. But, um, but yeah, so I was like, why don't we just try to buy a house? Like, you know, why not? So we did, the, we went through the home buying process and it's crazy because we will always pray like, God, if, if this isn't for us, um, don't let it happen or whatever. So instead of praying, God, should we go buy a house? We just got up and started the process to buy in a house and then was trying to pray on the way. And that's not how that works. So we was trying to pray on the way. 
And um, so we praying like, God, if this is this, if we're not supposed to be doing this. Please don't let it happen or whatever. So then, of course, moving into the house did not happen at the last minute. Literally, we were supposed to move Saturday. We found out that we wasn't going to closing Wednesday. And I had just got back from like Miami. So I'm in Miami all excited. Like, yeah, when I get back, we about to close on our house. We about to move. <laughs> no, we wasn't. We was about to move uh, with my father-in-law, which has been a whole struggle in and of itself. So, um, so yeah, we were trying to be God in that situation. And then, it's, and so when it didn't work out, we were so frustrated. And so now we're getting ready to, because the situation we're in is uncomfortable. So we live with my father-in-law um, in DC, it's a nice neighborhood right behind like the zoo. So it's a quiet neighborhood, nice. The house is big, got enough space. The only issue is the house is old and it needs a lot of repairs. And so it's frustrating because my father-in-law doesn't have a sense of urgency about fixing stuff. So um, it's just a lot of repairs that need to be had that makes it very uncomfortable. I'm from the suburbs. So I'm used to living like you, at the bare minimum having like central AC. So this house is like, you got to put the units in the window and cut it on. So it's that, so I'm like, I ain't never, it's funny because when my, when it started getting warm, I was telling BJ like, yo, can't, what's up with the air? Like, can the air don't cut on in this house? And he was like, you got to put them in. I was like, what you mean put them in? You just got to cut it on. So this was like a whole thing. <laughs> so he was like, no girl, these, it goes in the window. So I'm like, I'm not used to this. Like I'm used to being able to have the air on and it not be a whole issue. Uh, but so we're in this situation that's just uncomfortable. My father-in-law is Nigerian, which means if y'all know anything about Africans, they do what they want. They really do what they want. So if somebody is in town, they stay with you. They're not asking. I'm not used to that. Okay. I tell people, no, you can't stay here. <laughs> they don't do that. So it's just an uncomfortable situation. Loving to death, but a very uncomfortable situation. He's not used to having a dog. I got a dog, so he like feeding my dog chicken salad. Now my dog's sick for three days because he's small. His little stomach don't, y'all, it's a lot. So we're in this place where we're uncomfortable. So then when it came to we, me and BJ sitting down, like, all right, when are we leaving? When are we going to start this home buying process again? Because one of the things that God told us after we had to move in with my father-in-law was, you're supposed to be here right now. So just go ahead and like pay down debt, do whatever you got to do, continue to improve your finances so you could try again later. So during this time, BJ has gotten another job. His other job was good, but this job pays even more. So now um, we have more money to play with. So we're able to boost our savings because we ain't paying no rent. Um, we're able to pay off debt and things like that. So we've been able to really grow financially since being there, despite it being uncomfortable. So now we're at the place where we're like, well, God, so now, so BJ had asked me recently, um, do you, would it be too much for you if we started looking for a house again because of like a, the tour and then we working on this, this show, um, this, this developing this podcast. So it's like a lot going on. So he was like, um, this is going to be too much for you. And I was like, I mean, not really. Like, I'm cool with having a lot to do. I can prioritize. But then I was like, well, you know what? We made the mistake of trying to be God in this situation before. So pray about it first and then let me know. And then whatever it is you want to do, I'm down. That's kind of my method of staying submissive is I give my opinion and then I tell him whatever he wants to do. I'm down for whatever. So he says, okay. He was like, but he didn't want to pray about it, to be frank. He was like, 
I don't like, why can't we just go like start the pre-approval process and do this? I'm like, no, you should pray about it first and then tell me what you come up with. So he ends up praying about it. God says not till, uh, this was last month. God said not till September. So he called me back, um, the same day and was like, so we gotta wait till September. So I was like, that's what happened when you prayed. He was like, yeah. So it was a frustrating, it was, it's frustrating that we had to stay where we are longer, but it's an area that we recognized that we were being Martha's in and not Mary's. It was an area where we were being, trying to be God, as opposed to getting before God and saying, what do you want me to do? And then going and executing on God's plan and not ours. So I'm just grateful that we course corrected this second go around. So for you guys, I tell you these stories so you can put yourself in my shoes and kind of jog your memory of what are the areas that you're trying to be God in your life? What are those areas? And just, um, you can write them down because some of them may be personal. So I'm not even going to ask you to really put it in the chat, but that's something I really want you to think about is what areas are you trying to be God in your life? And after you write those areas down, I need you to create a system to where you are consistently leaving those things at his feet. Cause this isn't something that you're going to get perfect in overnight. Like you're not going to go from being Martha, Martha, Martha to being Mary, Mary, Mary. Like it's not going to work like that. It's going to be something that you're going to have to continuously work on. So that's why I'm a big fan of creating systems. So think about what can you do to create a system to where you're constantly leaving things at his feet. So my system is whenever I, um, write something down in my journal that I'm believing in God for or something that that I'm struggling with that I try to leave at his feet. My system is I close the journal and once the book is closed, it's off my mind. I'm not doing nothing else with it. That's it. So I don't know what your system may be. Maybe it be when you pray about it, then that's that. Maybe it be, maybe it will be um you might create like some and I've done this before too, and it's really helpful. I've written down, and I think I've told you guys to do this before, written down like the list of things you're believing in God for and then finding scriptures that are aligned and then reciting those scriptures every day. So you could do something like that. Whatever area you are um, trying to be God in, in your life, find scriptures that speak to that area and then start reciting his word every day. Start creating affirmations or whatever um, every day that's based around his word. So these are just some ideas, but I really want you guys, I don't give you these assignments for my health. I really want you to create a lifestyle that is preparing you for what God has for you, a lifestyle to where when you do get up and work, that you're working with such a level of precision, that you're getting things done quicker, the results are are better because God's hand is on it, because you're moving on one accord with him, because God is, is breathing fresh wind into what you're doing. And I, I talk, talked about this in Atlanta, like work for me now doesn't look the same as it did when I was Martha. Cause when I was Martha work, man, I woke up and uh, I woke up at 5.30 and I got to work on my business and I went to bed after midnight and I did the same thing the next day. It was all about business, 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 grind, grind, grind. But now I wake up at five o'clock, but I start my day in prayer. And after I finish praying, I read my Bible. And after I finish studying my Bible, then I sit and I, I listen for what God wants me to do. 
So then when I finally, then after that, I helped my husband get, get ready for, for work. We pray together before he leaves. I anoint his head with oil before he walk out the door and pray over him before he leave. And then I get dressed to start my day. So my day ain't starting until like 9.30-ish. But it's because, but yeah, I'm up early, but I'm I'm starting as Martha. So by the time I become, I mean, I'm starting as Mary. So by the time I become Martha at 9.30.10, by the time my day is over, I done accomplished way more than whoever started working at five o'clock because they was too busy on a hamster wheel. And now I'm working with a level of precision to where you like, oh my God, how did she accomplish that in her business? Wait, so you're saying that you... You're home by like seven o'clock every day. You're not working late in your business. I'm like, no, I only work. Only time I'm in my office late is when I got to go live. Any other time I'm at home by like six. By the time my husband gets home, I'm home. I'm not, I didn't build a business for me to be out here working, overworking myself. And I think a lot of us really have to change our definition of what that work looks like. Um, and the way that you do that is you really stop, take a step back and look at the ways that you're being, that you're um, acting as if you are God in your life and you surrender those things to him. Charlotte said, we literally did the same thing, had a whole dream house and God literally took it off the market. Once we stopped trying our way for us and we're closing in two weeks, praise God. Congratulations. So much wasted time trying to be in control. Yes. We stressed ourselves. We're in Jamaica answering emails about how y'all know I got married in Jamaica. We're on our honeymoon answering emails about houses when we could have just been chilling. We were chilling anyway, but we could have been chilling, chilling had we not have tried to take things into our own hands. But now we're able to spend time with um, BJ's dad. So BJ's dad and I had a good relationship, but now we're a lot closer because we live together. So we sit there and I'm talking to him all the time or whatever. And it's nice to be around him. I love my father-in-law dearly, but it's an uncomfortable situation. It's a super uncomfortable situation. And my prayer is just once we get back on the market, looking at God really blesses us for our obedience and blesses blesses us because we really could have tried to take control again, but we just made a decision to do things differently that time. So yeah, that was point number one, you guys. The other two are a lot quicker, but again, point number one is if you didn't, if you didn't think you were God, you would let him be God. So I just need you guys to be still and know that he is God. Be still and know that he is God. Another takeaway that I had from um, the Bible study that's relevant to this is sometimes it's, she says, this is, these are her words. She says, sometimes it's our expectation of how he will come that keeps us from being fully engaged and obedient. This episode is brought to you by SoFi. Investing is always top of mind for me because I'm passionate about building generational wealth for my family. And if you're like most millennials, you know you should be investing, but you're not sure where to start. Getting your money right doesn't have to be hard. And SoFi Invest makes it easy. It's the first platform to offer stocks, crypto, and automated investing all in one. You'll even get access to SoFi's financial advisors who can answer any questions you have at no cost. Because taking control of your investments shouldn't be intimidating at all. 
SoFi Invest makes it super easy for anyone to get started investing with as little as $1. That's $1, y'all. You can't even buy some fries for a (laughs) dollar. And you could even buy a piece of companies like Amazon, Google, or Disney with SoFi stock bits at whatever amount you want. See for yourself how easy it is to start investing with SoFi at SoFi.com slash blessed. Fund your SoFi Invest account and receive $25 in mystery stock. Yes, that's free stock, you guys, just for signing up. So go to SoFi.com slash blessed to claim your free stock today. That's S-O-F-I dot com slash blessed. SoFi Lending Corp, CFL number 6054612. Let's get back to the show. She says, sometimes it's our expectation of how he, how God will come that keeps us from being fully engaged and obedient. A lot of us are Martha because we're too busy trying to anticipate what what God is going to do. A lot of us are Martha because we have placed these expectations on how God should speak to us or how we should be doing certain things for God or or how serving God looks like when it's not all of that. Another thing Pris, um, Priscilla Shire was talking about, just we think that it has to be this big that the hearing from God, it has to be this huge thing. And it's and it's the simplicity is what's powerful. It's the simplicity of just being at his feet, which is powerful. Mary ain't do nothing. And we out here doing everything under the sun. She sat at his feet. That was it. That was it. Imagine like, like, think about that for a second. Like, think about how much you do trying to be in control, how much you do trying to make things happen and grind and all of these things when all you got to do is stay at his feet. What? I like to sleep and nap and chill and watch Netflix. So to me, that just feels good to know that all I got to do is stay at God's feet. Dang. And then when I get up and do what he tells me to do, then that's going to produce even better results than if I was out here trying to control things myself. Wow. It's easier said than done. Trust me. But that's why we're talking about this. And that's why I said you got to create a system that allows you to be more like Mary, because we can't allow our controlling nature. Because Tyra says, I'm I'm a control girl at heart. Me too. But I think for me, what has really helped me is just seeing what God is doing in my life and also making a decision and sticking with it. When I, I always talk about how, um, I had that moment after reading the book fervent in my closet and I told God, if you light a fire on the inside of me for him, then I would never turn away, that I will always be obedient and follow him. I'll I'll make mistakes, but my heart will be postured in a way to where I always want to follow him. And I take that covenant that I made with God very seriously. So when I want to be controlling, I think about that, like, nah, you said that you was going to, you said that you was going to follow him and it was going to be his way in your life and not yours. You better get back in line. And I think for me last year, 2018 was a year where I really, really gave up complete control. And it was the hardest thing that I ever did because I woke up every day not knowing what was going on because my bank account didn't reflect God being in control. My mental state didn't reflect God being in control. I had no peace. I was stressed. You know, and and it was just a lot. It was just really, really a lot on me. Like some days, my husband reminds me of those days now because he's 
he just likes to, he loves to see like what God has done. But he like, man, you remember you used to be like, man, can we just go for a walk? Because I just feel like fresh air just seems to be the only thing that's going to stop me from feeling like I'm suffocating. And that was, that's how I was feeling. But, but even in feeling like that, I still didn't take control back. So I allow myself to feel what I feel, but to stay to stay a woman of my word, what with that covenant that I made with God. And so now as God has elevated me, even though I'm not in that same place, there's still a lot of things that I'm working through. But what allows me to leave that, leave things surrendered and to not take control is to check God's track record. Like, dang, he's done a lot for me. And like, like Charlotte said, he didn't need my help. So, okay, let me just keep being obedient. Let me just keep staying at his feet and doing what he tells me to do because it's working. It's as simple as that. And, and honestly, the root of having control issues is, is a lack of trust in God. That's the root of it. And so that's when, that's one of the things that to write down uh, when it comes to ways that you're trying to be like God in your life is that control and getting to the root of where those trust issues came from. So that can be a real praying and fasting point. Cause a lot of us are, are praying, like, let's say, God, give me the, give me the strength to give up control, give up control. But we need to be praying, God, can't, I just want to learn how to trust you. Because once you have that trust, it's easy to give up control. We give up when we fly somewhere, we give up control to the pilot that he going to get us where we need to go safely. We 30,000 feet in the air, trusting that, that this person will fly us into where we going. That's trust. So if we could trust somebody that we don't even know, then how can we not trust the, the one who knows our end from the beginning? The one who knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb, the one who sent his son to die on a cross for your sins. Like that's something to really, um, think about so that was point number two you guys oh um the scripture i wanted to give you was isaiah 55 8 through 9 when talking about these expectations because point number two was sometimes it's our expectations of how he will come that keeps us from being fully engaged and obedient and the thing about expectations is that they're really counterproductive because we're never going to be able to define when, why, and how God is going to do something in our lives. So Isaiah 55 verses eight through nine, it says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So what this tells me is we ain't never finna figure God out. So why are we wasting time trying? Why? Why are we stressing ourselves out trying to understand his ways when he is telling us that my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine? So we, if, we, if it's far beyond anything we could imagine, why are we trying to imagine it? You know, like if, if, why are we trying to figure out God's thoughts when he says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. You ain't going to get it, sis. This is a Rubik's cube. You ain't going to be able to figure out. So you figuring it out is making you like Martha. And I'm trying to get you like Mary to just have peace with laying whatever it is that is on your mind at my feet and trusting that I will tell you exactly what you need to do. Even if my instructions is to simply be still and know that I'm God. 
so then the last point, point number three that Priscilla said that is so relevant to this is once God speaks, don't think. Once God speaks, don't think. Thinking is what sets us up. Words from an overthinker. I used to be such an overthinker. And it really wasn't no like switch that like one day I went from being an overthinker and not trusting God to to the next day doing it. It was just consistently saying yes in the small things made it easier to say yes in the big things. It's as simple as that. I'm at this point in my life, I'm like, God, whatever you want me to do, I like, like, all right, I don't really even need to know the details. What what you want me to do? Let me do this. Okay, cool. All right, bet. Like it's just my attitude at this point because I just feel like I know better now, you know, I know better than to waste time and energy stressing. Cause I spent a whole year doing that. I spent a whole year stressed out and I'm not trying to be that no more. Like that's not fun. That's not fun. And it's even worse when you, when you're in that place and still having to pour into people like that's a lot. So I'm just in a place just after just committing to God and just seeing the fruit of that and what he's done in my life, and my heart, what he's done that you could see and what he's done that you can't see. I'm just so in awe of that, that I'm just like, well, shoot, you've done exceedingly and abundantly above anything I could ask for. Think just like you said in your word. So whatever you want me to do next, let's do it. But what happens is, and what keeps us from being Martha instead of being Mary is that we think too much. Well, what, what would Jesus want to eat? Because Martha was preparing the house. And I was like, well, I, wonder, I wonder what type of uh, pillows Jesus like on the couch. Let me go get these pillows and, and put these pillows on the couch. Or what Jesus like to eat? I'm about to make him some uh, some manna. I don't know. <laughs> I'm about to make him some like bread and wine. And, and let me do that. Oh, I wonder what. I wonder if he's going to be cold. Let me, maybe I can go get him a blanket. Like, you know, all of these things. And he ain't even want none of that. He, she trying to, she's trying to figure out what he wants or what he thinks. And his thoughts are not her thoughts. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So us trying to overthink things is just keeping us in a state that's unproductive to what it is he needs for us to do in this season. So I'm going to repeat them one more time. And that's it. Point number one was if you don't think, if you didn't think you were God, you wouldn't let, I can't read my own handwriting. If you didn't think you were God, you would let him be God. Point number two, sometimes it's our expectation of how he will come that keeps us from being fully engaged and obedient. And then point number three, once God speaks, don't think, just do it. Just do it. Just be like Nike, just do it. You want some reminders? Go buy you some Nike, some Nike stuff that, or shirts or whatever that say just do it on it. To be your reminder, to just do what God tells you to do. Period. I'm cracking up at the period part. But thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I hope you enjoyed the lesson and I'll talk to you guys next week.